but for excitement. Marriage is rather for the assignment. So there are people who by reason of their assignment will have to marry. And by people who by reason of their assignment would not have to marry. So marriage is not for everybody. Marriage is for assignment. It does not matter how popular marriage is. It is not for everybody. Most of the greatest people in scripture never married. Paul the apostle did not marry. Jesus did not marry. Because of the nature of the assignment that God gave them, they did not have to marry. Marriage was not part of the assignment. Yeah. Uh, who was coming to church this morning and brought a luggage along? A luggage. A big luggage. Not too big. Where is it? Wow. Okay, let me go on. Amen. So, by reason of our assignment, God decides whether we have to marry or not. And for those who have to marry, the Lord said, the marriage will be a glorious one. And as I said, marriage is for purpose and not for pleasure. We do not marry because we want to have sex. More people have sex outside marriage than in marriage. Marriage is not for sex. Because people have sex more outside marriage than in marriage. So if you want to have sex, it is not marriage that will solve it. Because there are many other people who are not married and are having sex. Even though it is wrong, they are doing it all the same. So we don't marry because of pleasure. We marry because of purpose. That means finding your assignment is very important. Because the nature of your assignment will determine the nature of your marriage. The nature of your assignment will determine the nature of your marriage. But unfortunately, so many people do not have a clue to their specific assignment. I pray for you that you receive clarity in that area in the name of Jesus. Every breakthrough is a product of discovery. Every breakthrough is a product of discovery. Anytime you hear that somebody has had a breakthrough in any area, it is because that person has received the ability to have insight. The person has discovered something new. And that is why there was a breakthrough. So, and that this covenant day of marital breakthrough, what you should be looking out for are discoveries. Because it is discoveries that will trigger every breakthrough. It is discoveries that will trigger every breakthrough. The financial breakthrough of America 
was hinged on the discovery of oil and of steel and coal. The financial breakthrough of the Middle East was hinged on their own discovery of crude oil. So every nation's breakthrough is determined by the discovery they make. And that is why rich nations are nations that are full of inventions and discoveries. Because the moment you discover something, you have already broken through. So what you have to be looking for today is a release of an insight, a revelation, that will make the marital breakthrough a guarantee and an assurance. That means if you discover what is hidden, then you shall have the breakthrough. If you discover what is hidden, then shall you have your breakthrough. I pray for you today that the Lord opens your eyes to see what is hidden in the name of Jesus. Amen. Genesis chapter 13 verse 14. Genesis chapter 13 verse 14. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14. The first point I just made is that every breakthrough is a product of discovery. Genesis chapter 13, verse number 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lord was departed from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. It took discovery for Abraham to have the financial breakthrough. He had to discover the land before he had the land. So anything you do not discover, you cannot have it. That is why what you see is important. Because what you see makes it possible for you to have it. If you cannot see it, you cannot have it. So God had to first of all make Abraham see the land before he could have the land. He had to first of all discover the land before he could have access to that breakthrough. So it would take spiritual insight for every breakthrough to come to pass. It would take spiritual insight, spiritual discoveries for every breakthrough to come to pass. Without discovery, there shall not be any recovery. You need to discover what has been covered for you to have access to that breakthrough. This morning, somebody's eyes is about to be opened in the name of Jesus. Amen. Second Kings chapter 2 verse 10. A very important scripture that I want everybody to pay attention to. Second Kings chapter number 2 verse 10. So you need discovery before you can have a breakthrough. You can have a breakthrough when you get to discover what is hidden. And he said, thou hast asked the hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, 
then it shall be so. If thou see me, again, what Elisha receives as a prophet is determined by what he sees. There is no guarantee that following a man of God will make you anointed. It's only 50-50. It's only 50. There is nothing like 100%. But if not, it shall not be so. So, it is what you see that makes it possible for you to receive what you want to receive. And if Elijah did not see Elijah taken away, he would not have been anointed. That's why the prophet told him the truth. That it is based on what you see. If thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so. But if not, it shall not be so. So, the breakthrough to the anointing was hinged to Elisha's ability to see. If he was not able to see, he would not have been able to break through. Every breakthrough is connected to what you see. That is why it is important for you that when you come for a meeting like this, your spiritual eyes are opened. Your mental eyes are opened. And your physical eyes are also opened. Because what you see determines what you receive. Last week in church, I was preaching. One sudden, one of my daughters said, I saw a huge bird standing on the platform behind you. Had spread its wings, flapping its wings. Now, the moment she saw that, I knew that she had changed level in the prophetic. So I told her that prepare for the work of ministry. What you see determines what happens. It's crucial. That's why in the same meeting, somebody can be so blessed and somebody is so dry. Based on what you see. Everything is available in God, including what you are looking for. So if every breakthrough is going to be determined by discovery, then our marital breakthrough of a necessity is also going to be determined by our discoveries. And that is why it is important that you open your eyes to see and to see well. There was a time Jesus was praying for a man and he asked the man, he was blind, he asked the man, what do you see? He said, I see human beings walking as trees. I see human beings turned downwards, walking like trees. And Jesus prayed for him again then he saw clearly. So there is a difference between seeing and seeing clearly. Seeing is not enough. You have to see clearly. You have to see clearly. So what should you see? Number one, you have to see the truth of the word 
over your marital destiny. The first thing you have to see is the truth of the word of God over your marital destiny. If you don't know what the word of God says about your marriage, you can never have the best of marriages because you don't know how a beautiful marriage looks like. If you don't know the marks that have been assigned to a question that you are answering in exams, you cannot tell how much you will get. Are you here? So you have to know the truth of the word of God over your marital destiny. What does God require from us in marriage? And when God says marriage, what is he talking about? I'm not here to preach. I'll just give you two points, then we pray. Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. The picture of your life as a believer is summarized in Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. The picture of your life as a believer is summarized by Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Every area of your life must reflect Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Your academics must reflect Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Your marriage must reflect Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Everything in your life should look like Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Your life must reflect these seven treasures. These are what we call the seven treasures of the kingdom. Your life must be full of power. Your life must be full of riches. Your life must be full of wisdom. Your life must be full of strength. Your life must be full of honor. Your life must be full of glory. And your life must be full of blessing. This is the picture of what your life must be. Somebody say amen. amen. So God has destined you for glory and for honor. Somebody say amen. amen. God has destined you for wisdom and for strength. Somebody say amen. amen. God has destined you for wisdom and blessing. Somebody say amen. And God has destined you for riches. Somebody say amen. amen. So entering into marriage is not a reason why your business must fail. There are many people suddenly when they enter into marriage, nothing seems to work. But I'm showing you the picture of how our lives must become. 
Why did God, Jesus, receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing? The question is, why? He received these so that he can give them to us. He received a blessing so that he can bless us. He received strength so that he can strengthen us. He received riches so that he can enrich us. He received wisdom so that he can impart discretion into us. He received glory so that he can glorify our lives. Look at 1 John chapter 4 verse 17. Somebody here, your marriage shall be full of glory in the name of Jesus. I said your marriage shall be full of glory in the name of Jesus. Your marriage shall be full of glory in the name of Jesus. Your marriage shall be full of glory in the name of Jesus. Your marriage shall be full of glory in the name of Jesus. First John chapter 4 verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Have you seen that? As Jesus is, so are we in this world. So if Jesus received strength, then we have to have strength in this world. If Jesus received glory, then we have to have glory in this world. If Jesus received power, then we have to have power in this world. Why? Because as he is, so we are in this world. Can you imagine Jesus having a daughter who cannot get married? Can you imagine Jesus having a son who cannot give birth? As he is, so are we. Can you imagine Jesus with a wife on honeymoon when everybody has woken up and Jesus has died? No. No. As he is, so are we in this world. So, we are not going to heaven to be like Jesus. We are already working in that ability in this world. Yeah. I want to repeat what I said. I said, because of 1 John chapter 4, verse 17... We do not need to be in heaven to reflect Jesus because as he is there, the way he is, the quality he possesses, that is how we are in this world. In this world. In this world. So the fact that everybody else's marriage is failing does not mean your marriage should fail. The fact that everybody's marriage is full of shame does not mean your marriage must be full of shame. Why? Because as he is, that is the same way that you are. So the first discovery that you have to realize is that the word of God has positioned your marriage in glory. The word of God says your marriage has been positioned in honor. The word of God says your marriage has been positioned in riches. Therefore, if 
anybody is advising you when it's time for you to marry, and the person tells you that, as for marriage, it will come with troubles. Investigate Revelation chapter 5 and 12 and see whether troubles is part of the demand. There are many Christians who are living their lives like unbelievers. And normal things is happening to them. Even though they have been positioned above them. Because their minds are just like unbelievers. Bishop Oyedepo said, when he was about to marry, he went for counseling. And a man of God said, my son, listen to me. As for marriage, somebody will definitely step on somebody's toe. Because it happens. You will have problems. You will not always agree. And there will be conflicts. And Bishop Oedipo said, I don't think so, sir. And the man said, it is because you are not married. Then he said, sir, with all due respect, where you are sitting and where I'm sitting, you have been there all along. I've been here all along. I have not stepped on you. Neither have you stepped on me. We don't need to step on ourselves. If you know where to sit and I know where to sit, I don't think we'll step on ourselves. A mentality far above what many people think. Remember, it is what you see that you will get. So it's very dangerous if your mind is already seeing something negative. Then you will get it. Remember what Job said. He said, what I feared most has come upon me. Fear is faith in a bad thing. So, if you have fear that your marriage will not work, you have faith that your marriage will not work. And it will not work. If you have fear that you will fight every day in your marriage, then you have faith in the fact that it will happen like that. Then when it happens, you will not be surprised. But I pray that somebody here receives the revelation of the word of God and begins to see his life the way the Bible said his life should be like. The day before yesterday, Thursday, I was studying the word of God and suddenly, I realized that everything that Jesus said suddenly means so much to me. If Jesus said, love your neighbor, it is suddenly something that is huge for me. If Jesus said, go ye therefore and teach all the nations, it is suddenly a huge thing for me. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit suddenly opened my eyes to how serious the words of Jesus are. And that is the standard. Look at John chapter 17 verse 18. So your marriage must reflect the glory of God. Your marriage must reflect the honor of God. Your marriage must reflect the strength of God. Your marriage must reflect the wisdom of God. Amen. John chapter 17 verse 18. Are you there? 
as you have sent me into the world, even so I also send them into the world. So imagine how Jesus came on the scene. He was a man full of power. Jesus said, that is the same way I am sending them. Weakness is not allowed. Shame is not allowed. Reproach is not allowed. Delay is not allowed. Barrenness is not allowed. Disappointment is not allowed. Why? Because as the Father sends Jesus into this world, that is the same way he has sent us into this world. So, Jesus is the standard. Jesus is the standard. His life is the standard. The possibilities that he had is the standard. Amen? So, for example, Jesus received glory. When you read Revelation 5.12, you see that amongst the seven kingdom treasures is glory. He received glory. Revelations 5.12. You see glory there before the blessing. And he said, My people shall not be ashamed. So when he received glory, glory now became the standard for us. Whatever he received, he wants it reflected in our lives. The blessings, the honor, the riches, the glory, the power. He wants them reflecting in our lives. Look at Joel chapter 2 verse 26. Joel chapter 2 verse 26. Somebody say, I receive glory. I receive glory. Oh, somebody say, I receive glory. I receive glory. Somebody say, I receive glory. I receive glory. Somebody say, I receive glory. Somebody say, I receive glory glory. over my marriage marriage. in Jesus' name. name. Some time ago, we were having a conference at uh, Royal Dede Caesar Hotel around the Wager Toll booth on your way to Kaswa. There was a lady who came, and I was prophesying to her. I think she was bringing an offering or so. And in the realm of the spirit, I saw a gentleman... Jubilating. No, I think it was the guy who was coming with the offering. And I saw the lady. So, the guy was coming to me. Then suddenly I paused everybody and I said, I see your marriage. I see that there is a man who is not happy about the marriage. That it will not work and all that. Then I said, but I see that the Lord said it will work. So, I saw a certain lady who was sitting down jubilating with her. Then I called the lady and I said, I see you jubilating for his marriage. Then he said, that's the beloved then I said it will work. He said, Amen. I said it will work. Now, the lady had a child before they married. So, that was part of the reasons why the father of the guy did not want the marriage to come on. But as I'm talking now, they are married. They already have a child together too. The fact that you have a child does not mean you cannot be wedded. That's what I want to say. Yeah. So, forget about the fact that your past may be painting a certain picture. It is possible. And they are married. And she sent me a message yesterday. They are married. They are married. Nothing will crash the beauty of your marriage in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. 
And forget about all your exes coming for your wedding to spoil it. They can't do that. They cannot do it. At all. You don't need policemen. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. Nobody can do that. A sleeping lion is not a dog. Joel 2.26 And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. Somebody say amen. amen. Go to the next verse. You will see that the same prophetic word has been released once again. Same prophetic word. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. So shame must never be part of your life. Shame must never be part of your life. Why? Because Jesus received glory for you. Shame must never be part of your life. Your life must never carry any form of shame. Nobody is entitled and privileged to see you and mock at you or pity you. Your life must never carry shame. No. And my people shall never, never be ashamed. This is the standard for your marriage. Your marriage must be full of glory. Your marriage must never be connected to any form of shame. No form of shame. Whether it has to do with having children, you will see the glory of God there. Whether it has to do with traveling doors, you will see the glory of God there. Whether it has to do with promotions, you will see the glory of God there. Whether it has to buy in assets, you will see the glory of God there. Whatever glory that there is in marriage, God said, my people shall never be ashamed. Never. There is no negotiation. This is the first discovery you must have and know that there is a standard that God has set for your marriage and that standard is glory, honor, riches, wisdom, power, strength, and blessing. That's the standard. That is the standard. Is somebody here? Number two. You must also have a discovery of the current state and nature of things concerning your marriage. You must have a discovery of the current nature and state of things concerning your marriage. Unfortunately, most Christians are not real. They are not real. Because instead of us to accept that what is not working is not working, we find scriptures to embellish them. But a decorated monkey is still a monkey. A decorated monkey is still a monkey. 
if you garnish food that is not nice, it's just food that is not nice that has been garnished. Garnishing food will not change the taste. What is not working, it's not working. Perhaps somebody here must accept that I am going through marital disappointments. But the person may not be ready to accept it. Now, if you are not ready to accept it, how can you be genuine to pray for God to change it? Because what is a problem in your life, you claim it's not a problem. So, if it's not a problem, how can it be solved? So, unfortunately, most people are not genuine. I have seen a lot of young guys who say, I cannot work under anybody. I am my own boss. Yet they don't have any entrepreneurial idea. Neither do they have any business product or service. But they are still their own boss over their bed. They have to accept the reality that they are not entrepreneurial. And they cannot do it. And they don't have the capacity to do it. And then that will lead them to number two, finding a job. But in this life and season now where everybody is an entrepreneur, he also wants to be an entrepreneur. When in reality, he knows that he cannot work on his own to produce the results. Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. So you must have a proper way of assessing yourself to see the current nature of things in your life. That is what will provoke you to sincere prayer. Because if you keep lying to yourself that everything is working, you will not be praying for any change. But if you admit that something is not working well, then you will admit that you need to pray to see the change. So look at your life. Look at your marriage. Look at issues surrounding your marriage. Do you see honor there? Do you see power there? Do you see glory there? Do you see riches there? Do you see a blessing there? If you don't see it, then you have to pray genuinely to ask God to give you the blueprint, the standard in your own case. But if you continue to claim and to confess without possessing it in reality, you will be confused. Whatever is not working is not working. And whatever is not working, if you admit that it is not working, then you can begin to pray to God for him to make it work. I keep saying that faith it's not a denial of facts. Faith is the ability to overcome facts with a spiritual revelation. When you have faith, you are not saying that what is happening is happening. You are saying that even though it is happening, I carry a revelation beyond what is happening to see that what is happening is not the end to the situation. So, it's like Moses saying, because I have faith, the sea that is around is not around. 
That's how so many people have interpreted faith. That what I'm dealing with is not there. It looks like it's there, but it's not there. You are mad. What is there is there. Your faith is that you have received revelation through the word of God that gives you confidence and an evidence that what is there, there is something in you that will overcome it. That is the new faith. So faith is not when you are 35 years and you say, I shall marry young. That's madness. You shall, you shall accept the fact that you are delayed. And that you have to rise up in prayer to ask God to genuinely come over that situation for you. Either than that, you may have to marry the, the, the bride of Christ. You may have to marry the church at the, at the, at the Lord's Supper banquet in heaven. So, unfortunately, most people do not accept the reality that what is not working is not working. And because of that, they confuse imaginations with faith. But it can never be confused. Anybody who had faith had results. You cannot claim you have faith where there is no proof of result. You are lying. You are deceiving yourself. So you have to be able to look at your life and tell the patterns and tell the problems, tell the predicaments that seem to always follow when it comes to your marriage. And you have to admit the reality and now pray to God that Father in the name of Jesus, this is what I am facing. Even though I am born again and my life must produce Revelations 5.12, this part of my area, my marriage is not producing Revelation 5.12. As I pray right now, I ask that let my life and my marriage produce the effect and results of Revelation 5.12. Then you are a real person. Then when your pastor says, say I am healed, then you say I am healed and you are sick. Thinking that Saying you are healed has made you healed. That's not true. The difference between what your pastor is saying and what you are saying is that your pastor knows why he's saying what he's saying, but you don't know why he's saying it. You are just repeating it. So until you catch the revelation of what he's saying, for you it's just a repetition. That's why. You may think that the pastor has lied to you, but he did not lie. That is his realm of oppression. But for you, it was just a repetition of facts. His faith has made him know that beyond what is real and what is happening, there is an evidence and an assurance in him through the word of God that he has overcome it. But for you, you don't really know that. You just said what he said. It's like if you are driving, if somebody is driving you through town, taking you to a place that you don't know. As he's moving through the place you don't know, you are also there, but you don't know the place. You are there. You are enjoying the sight. You are enjoying the view. You are enjoying the air. You are enjoying everything there. But you don't know there. But he that is driving, he knows there. That's the difference between a pastor who is declaring the word of God by faith and you that is you are just repeating. It's not the same. It's not the same. So you have to accept the reality that what is not working, it's not working. That is when God will come in. Remember what the Bible said in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people 
who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. One of the first things that will demand answers for your prayer is humility. Humility is acknowledging that what is weak is weak. What is not working is not working. If you keep borrowing people's things and you say you have some, uh, you are mad. Because when the day comes and they come for what they have, everybody will see your real level. Your auntie's child is not your child. Your father's phone is not your phone. Your mother's house is not your house. No. So, that is the second revelation that you must catch. And that is why our prayer this morning will be answered by God. Say amen. Look at something in Luke chapter 15, verse 4. Luke chapter number 15, verse 4. Luke chapter 15, verse 4. What man of you, having hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, that not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he finds it? Have you seen that? Jesus said, if you have hundred sheep and one is lost, don't say they are still hundred. Say that they are 99. And go and look for the one tail, tail, you find it. If something is lost in your life, you have to admit that it's lost and go and find it. Then claim it is there in the spirit. So many stupid things in the body of Christ. You know that there is a problem with, let's say, your kidney or your lungs. And they are praying. That let there be healing. Anybody who has pain in the kidney, let the person receive it. Anybody whose kidney is lost, I see God bringing, and you decide that you will not stay in that reality. Because you don't want anybody there to know that you have a problem with your kidney. And you go home. What has changed? Nothing. That's why my father in the ministry, when a, a man of God came to a church that he had gone to, and the man of God said, there is a man here you are a man of God, but there is a spiritual attack. Some An old woman sleeps with you every night when you sleep. Come for her, let me pray for you. That's why he stood up and he came. He said, because I'm a child of God. I'm a prophet of God. It's not true. What is happening, it's not happening. When it's happening, that's the foolishness of many people. He came through the people, came for it to be prayed for, and that was the end. And some of you have seen that same prophetic word come up in our meetings before. And you have seen prophetic word that has to do with even the genitals of people. And they are genuine enough to come forward. But for somebody who says, it's not happening. When is happening? Why did God show it? Because God knows it is happening. Even though you have read Habakkuk, he knows it's happening. He knows that you don't have the evidence of the change. Because you are not living in the reality that what is happening is happening. So you are fooling yourself. It's like, I keep saying, selling something to the public and nobody is buying and you keep buying it yourself and you keep putting your money in it. You think you are making sales. There are people who never receive a call in any day and they take their own phone and they call the other line to say they have a missed call. Ah. Are you real? What is not working? It's not working. 
you admit it. That's when you can believe God for a change. It's like we are praying that people who don't have jobs should receive job. In the name of Jesus, receive. You don't have the job. You too, you are not praying. When we say, why? You say, as for you, you see yourself that you have a job. When you say tomorrow, go to your workplace. You see, you are not real. Yeah. So faith is not a mirage. Faith is a spiritual reality that overcomes physical realities. Faith is not a wish. Faith is not an imagination. Genuine faith produces genuine results. Amen. Look at verse 8 of same. Luke chapter 15, verse 8. Either what man having ten pieces of silver, either what woman, sorry, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, that not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it. Have you seen another thing? Jesus said, if you have ten coins and you lose one, don't say you have ten. Find it. There are so many people who have lost things and they are not finding them and they claim they have them in the spirit. Ish. Most people are bringing a new religion out of Christianity. Most people are doing different things that God is surprised. You have 10 coins. You have lost one. Instead of you to say that I have lost one so that I find you say I have not lost it. When they say where is it? You say it's in the spirit. Ah. It's like a Christian who is not doing well in academics. Who must admit that this thing, quantum physics, I know they say top. So that you pray to God genuinely to help and you say, I understand it because I'm born again. When you go and look at where they post the results, you see that you are really born again. Faith is not foolishness. Faith is having evidence to override the reality. It's not a denial of the reality. So, if you are lying to yourself, thinking that you, you have had a miracle that you have not had, how can you pray for that miracle to happen? What is not working, is not working. If you are traveling with people, your car is not a good car. And they say, oh, will you join us? You say, oh no, my car day. <laughs> right. They will get to Kweu and they'll be waiting for you for three days. Three days. And like Jesus who died on Friday, rose up on Sunday. Even then, you will not be around. Just to admit that my car is not good. So, let me perch in your car. You say, my car is good because Elijah ran past the chariot of Ahab. You always have a foolish thing to say to still be where you are. What is not working is not working. No, no. No. Jesus 
today, whatever it is that you have lost in your life, I see you finding it in the name of Jesus. Amen. I see your marriage becoming a marriage full of glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. I see your marriage becoming a marriage full of favor in the name of Jesus. Amen. So if in your family people don't have good marriages, stop saying that they have good marriages. You are lying. Eh? So that you can pray to God to, for you to give you a good marriage. Because if already you say they have good marriage, God says, ah, and then have what your family have. Eh? Then you say, oh God, why? You say, ah, I thought you said it was good. You are lying. Those days, I used to have a phone that you have to slap the back before the front screen will come. I'm telling you, I have to tell the truth that the phone was not good. Till one day, one woman, one young lady asked me, So, the Goku will Hospital, not doctor, besides a DNA or nurse waiting there. Obama, when he drew a good issue, but now true still an association denial of the reality. If you foresee delay and you accept it, then you can pray against it. If you foresee disappointment and you accept it, then you can pray against it. But if you deny yourself the reality to say that, oh, it's not like that. Then it's like tickling yourself and laughing. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. I know God will do it. I know God will do it. It's the slogan of failures. It's the slogan of failures. When will you get a job? God will do it. When will you marry? God will do it. You are filled. You have to go to God and ask God that. God, what should I do? That's the question. <laughs> it's like going to write exam and uh, before you enter the exam hall, you say, ah, my trivia, my trivia, my Hey. Is that faith? It's foolishness. Hey, you have to write the exam and submit it all. Huh? No, because there's sitting as a You repeat the paper. Faith is not nonsense. No. No. It is not a denial of fact. It is the spirit that gives you the power to overcome the facts. To overcome the facts. So you admit that what is not working is not working. Then God steps in genuinely and brings a turn around. It is like a man of God who people say he's a prophet that he cannot see, he cannot hear. And he's also telling himself he's a prophet. It's a denial of the reality. One day I traveled with my father in the ministry to somewhere. We spent three days there. On the third day he was ministering. 
And suddenly the Lord opened my eyes. I saw a big dove. When the dove moves, then he moved to that side. Then he will prophesy to some. When the dove moves, then he will move. When we came to the place they gave us, I went to him. I was kind. I said, yeah, there is something beyond the physical that you are operating in. I, me, I admit, I prophesy. But I admit that this thing that you are doing, then he smiled. Then he prayed. Then he said something. You have to admit that if I'm driving Datsun, Datsun, and somebody is driving Ferrari and he passes me, I will not even see the back of it, the dust. You have to admit that in your Corolla, Corolla, Tipeni Mercedes. So why admit it? Now yes, oh, Corolla is like Mercedes. The difference is the logo. Near Casapa logo, Nicoche, Corolla, Nima, Obemusa Obre. You have to admit. Ask the person close to you, are you genuine? Ask the person, are you genuine? Ask the person, how much do you have in your account? What did the person say? Billions in Christ. The person said billions in Christ. <laughs> the person said, the person said what? Trillions in, in the kingdom. Hey. <laughs> you are lying. Recently, I saw something on Mirabel State. He said, when I become rich, I'll buy Banku 2 CD and face 1 billion. There's a Ujimi or status by Banku to see this fish one billion. <laughs> uh, that's a dream. But now, can you buy Banku to see a fish one billion? You have to admit. When we say, do you have the money? Don't say it's, 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 it's in the account of heaven. There is nothing like that. There's nothing like that. The riches of Abraham are mine. Okay. Uh, where is the money? So it's in the faith. There's little difference between madness and the prophetic. Mm. Be careful. God is turning your situation around in Jesus' name. So there are seven prayer topics we are going to pray. So I'm done preaching all. Amen. I hope you enjoyed my preaching. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that there is a standard which is Revelations 5.12, and there is a reality. Now we have to make sure we are bridging the reality to the standard. We have to make sure we are producing the results of the standard by causing changes in the reality. What is not working now, if it is glory, Father, let the glory reflect. If it is honor, let it reflect. Whatever it is, let it reflect. If you are not married, you wear ring to places. To deceive them that you are not married. Maybe your future husband is there. Now that you have come with a ring, say, What's your name? Say, You are not called Elsie. Say, My name is Elsie. Elsie Chum. I say, Elsie Chum, where do you come from? Oh, I stay at Oregon. Somebody like go to Pennsylvania, but my home is Arizona. So, most people don't tell the truth. No. I think if we want to marry somebody, we'll marry somebody in Arizona. Zona. Do you know answer Zona? Do you understand? 
Number one, anything covering the glory of marriage must be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Oh, is somebody here? I said anything covering the glory of your marriage is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2. So that is our first prayer. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and God's darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Somebody say amen. amen. We are praying our first prayer right now that anything covering the glory of my marriage shall be destroyed. And it's destroyed right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now listen, glory in itself is a covering. Glory is a covering. When you read is it Malachi 3.3? Give me Malachi 3.3. Let me see something. I should think so. Malachi chapter 3 verse 3. No. It's not Malachi. I'm coming. I'll find it. I think it's Habakkuk. Okay. But you let me, let me, let me talk. I'll find it. So I said anything. I said glory in itself is a covering. Okay. Glory in itself is a covering. Now. If, the, if, the, if your face must be covered by glory, nothing should cover that glory. I don't know if you are getting me. I'm coming. For example, your face must shine because you carry the glory of God. But unfortunately, you find a veil covering that glory. What happens is that what people must see, they no longer see it. What people must uh, accept that you carry, they no longer see it because there is something that is covering. Habakkuk 3.3, sorry. Habakkuk. I said Malachi. Forgive, why? Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 3. Today, let everything covering your glory be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Amen. God came from Teman and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Salah. His glory covered the heavens. Have you seen that? So, glory itself is a covering. So when you see somebody who carries glory, there is something covering that person. Spiritually, there is a weight on the face of the person. You remember Moses, how he spent 40 days with God in the Mount Sinai as he came down. Bible said the glory of God was upon his face so much so that his face was literally shining. That people could not watch his face. So glory covers your face. But I'm, I'm saying that we are praying that anything that is covering the glory must be taken away. Now, whatever covers the glory produces shame. Whatever carries the glory of God in your marriage produces shame. It's like a woman who, if she had money, she would look good. But she's not looking good now. Yeah. Not looking good now is shameful. But suddenly when the money comes, you see that what was hidden in her, which was the beauty, has suddenly come out. So that is our first prayer we are praying today. That let anything covering the glory of my marriage, any satanic attack, any demonic covering over the glory of my marriage, let that covering be taken away in the name of Jesus. 
Anything that the devil has put upon my marriage, that my marriage will not show forth his glory, that my marriage will not show forth his honor, that my marriage will not show forth his prestige. As I pray, let that thing be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Amen. It does not matter how glorious your life is. If you are covered, nobody will see you. That's why being discovered is crucial. That's the only way people will see you. That's the only way people will see you. Now, as we are going to pray, there's something that's going to happen. People here will suddenly be discovered in the name of Jesus. Amen. I am talking about being discovered for marriage. I said people here will suddenly be discovered in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your boyfriend who is not ready to marry you will suddenly be ready to marry you in Jesus' name. Amen. Your friend who is not ready to go out with you will suddenly begin to go out with you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Why? Because now the glory is showing. The glory is showing. The cupboard, the weight of his presence is showing. The weight of his presence is showing. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Oh, get serious. We came here to pray. Say in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, according to your word. In Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2, you said darkness shall cover all the nations, but the glory of God shall be seen upon my life. Say, as I clap my hands and as I pray, say, through the blood of Jesus, anything covering my marriage, the glory of my marriage is destroyed right now. Say, anything covering the glory of my marriage is destroyed right now. In the name of Jesus, clap your hands and pray. Anything covering the glory of God over my marriage, anything covering the glory of God over my marriage as I pray. It is destroyed. You can stand to your feet. You can stand to your feet. Anything covering the glory of God over my marriage as I pray in the name of Jesus. I deal with it. Tapa tapa tapa. Ikata plata pada batapa. Ilapata tata lada basa. Ipandibri kapa. Ikapa ribaliasa. And my people shall never be put ashamed. And my people shall never be put ashamed. And my people shall never be put ashamed. Father, as I pray, any shame that is covering my marriage is taken away. Any shame covering my marriage is taken away. Rapapa Ecola, 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 Ipaloa, Ratatata, Sakatagata, Ekatagata. As I clap my hands and as I pray, I destroy, 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 Kolaba. Rakata, Kilabala, Kilabada, Balabada, 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat. Will you clap your hands under Jesus? Are you clapping? Amen. Amen. Can I prophesy? Lift up your right hand. I declare in the name of Jesus that as your hand is lifted, your marriage shall be victorious in the name of Jesus. Your marriage shall be victorious in the name of Jesus. I see God dashing children. I see God releasing children. That say the Lord. Anyone here who is troubled thinking about the fact that he may not give birth or she may not give birth. The Lord said he has released children into your womb in the name of Jesus. Children have been released into your loins in the name of Jesus. Difficulties in marriage will not become your portion in the name of Jesus. In Jesus name. Amen. Stand up.